Thank you, Patty. And thank you guys, too. And thank you for your report you give us today. Praise God for people who will make that sacrifice. But like you say, brother, in the mission field where we are, right? all around us. I'm just so proud of uh, Glenn having nine people he's studying with. You realize what would happen if every one of us got nine people to study with? There's a song around Christmas time called uh, Silent Night. Don't get nervous, I'm not going to sing. But one of the, one of the lines is, uh, Oh Holy Night. Today I want to talk to you about Oh Holy Day. I hope nobody really thinks, well, Brother Shepherd, we know all about the Sabbath. You've been talking about it lately. Why are you still talking about it again? I want to tell you, God has really been impressing me about how holy the Sabbath is. I think sometimes with the devil's prompting that we seem to take some things for granted that we shouldn't, right? And especially the Sabbath. Yeah, the Sabbath is uh, a special, special day. You know, I got thinking about it too. If I were the devil, and I wanted to get between God and His people, which He does, what better place than to to get them sidetracked on the Sabbath. Most of the Christian world are sidetracked on the true Sabbath. Now when I say this, don't misunderstand me. I, I'm not up here trying to tell you that everybody out there in the other churches are, are you know, not God's people. You know, God looks at the heart. God looks at what we understand and what we do with it. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, that, that really... I'd rather see an honest-hearted Baptist or Methodist or whatever than a half-hearted Adventist. Because the honest-hearted one is living up to all the life that he has or she has. And so I don't want anybody to think that I'm against Sunday keepers this morning per se because I'm not. But I am against Sunday as a worship day. Uh, really, where did Sunday come from? Now, I hope you don't mind me reading a little bit out of a Catholic catechism. I have a couple of them because I like to know what other churches believe. And it is interesting when it comes to the Ten Commandments you go through it here, they go through them, they left out the second commandment. Why did they leave out the second commandment? <laughs> because it condemns bound down to idols, which they do. 
So they couldn't have it in there and do it unless some people would, you know, have something to say about it. But, but then on the other hand, if you are a Catholic, precious Catholic person, and Lord has millions of them that are serving Him with all their hearts, you know, if you read your Bibles, you would kindly wonder, why did they leave out, especially if you cover the Ten Commandments? Why does he leave it out? Well, in the third commandment here, which is really the fourth, says, what is the third commandment? The third commandment is, remember thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Well, the, the show should be over there, right? <laughs> Which day is the Sabbath? Saturday is the Sabbath. It for sure should be over here, right? Why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? That is a very good question, isn't it? That's a question I'd like to ask the Pope. Of course, I'll probably never get a chance. Uh, why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? We observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church transferred the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday. In case a lot of these Protestant people keeping Sunday think that they started it, God gave their church back, you know, they need to pay attention to this. Uh, it says, "Why did Catholic Church substitute Sunday for Saturday?" Answer: The Catholic, the Church substitutes Sunday for Saturday because Christ rose from the dead on Sunday, and the Holy Ghost descended upon the apostles on Sunday. And you wonder, you know, you hear the Protestants say the same thing. Well, this is where they got it from. They come out of Catholicism. And they just unfortunately brought a few of their doctrines with them. And this probably was the biggest one. What authority did the church substitute Sunday for Saturday? The church substitutes Sunday for Saturday by the plenitude of the divine power which Jesus Christ bestowed upon her. And if you believe that, you could believe that the world is flat, folks. So what about Sabbath? Really, what about it? Uh, I really believe, let's turn to John, the first chapter. And I'm not going to go all, all these chapters in Colossians 1, 14 and 16, Ephesians 3, 9, uh, uh, Ezekiel I mean, Exodus 1 through 4 and John 8, 58. There's all texts about similar to what we're going to read here in John, the first chapter. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was the life, and the light was life, and the life was the light of men. It goes on to tell about None other than Jesus Christ. Goes down in verse 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So here it shows, and these other texts I mentioned, shows how that Jesus was with God, and Jesus actually was Creator. I really think he did it all. You study all the texts on it. But God was in there with him 
uh, as he did it. And uh, think about it. In the very first, when he did it, uh, let's turn to Genesis, the second chapter, and notice what they did immediately. Uh, Genesis 2, verse 1 and 2, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. Remember, they created in the first chapter in six days. And on the seventh day, God ended His work which He had done, and He rested. Now, when it says God, it, in the Old Testament, it means Jesus too, of course. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Sanctified, of course, means make holy. Made it holy because in it He rested from all His work which He had created and made. So why did God give a Sabbath? Well, think about it. He knew that the devil was going to come down and he knew what the devil would do to the human beings that he had created. They, he would tempt them to sin and he was successful. He tempts us to sin too. It has been handed down all these years. So God thought, and Jesus must have thought, well, you know what? We'll give them the Sabbath. We'll bring the Sabbath to them. Of course, the Sabbath is all through the, all through the creation. Because every week, when they spend a special day with us, with me, God is saying, with us, this will help them stay close to us. And so then, that means the Sabbath is all about relationships, right? God wants to have a better relationship with us. Jesus wants to have a closer relationship with us. And this is why the Sabbath is such a blessed, blessed thing that God has given to us. Now, can you imagine? Folks get married, and I understand you folks just got married, right? Does your husband just see you once a week after you got married? Or he spends time with you, right? Well, what it, what it would it be like if you got married and never spent any time with your spouse? <laughs> be pretty bad, wouldn't it? No, we need time together, that relationship. And that that's what Sabbath keeping is all about. Is, is keeping our relationship up with God, with Jesus, with God. Drawing closer and closer to Him. And you know, even though we as Seventh-day Adventists know about the Sabbath, even though we promote the Sabbath, even though we come to church on the Sabbath, I guarantee you one thing the devil will try to do. And that's to get us to not really keep the Sabbath as a joy and a delight. Let's turn back to our memory verse, Isaiah 58. And uh, starting with verse 13. Notice this. 
If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, in other words, start not keeping it or defiling it, whatever you want to say, uh, from doing your pleasure on my holy day. Now, we can misunderstand this. God, when God says your pleasure, He's talking about the things you do during the week you know, you see, Sabbath was designed to when the Sabbath day came or comes that we turn our hearts and our minds more to God and we forget about uh, for a day some of the things we do during the week. We contend with, for instance, our work. I'm so glad. Uh, of course, I can't say it now because Sabbath is my work day. <laughs> But the Lord understands because I happen to be a preacher and that's it, a pastor and that's the way it is. But generally speaking, you work all week, it's nice to have a rest day, isn't it? And that reminds me, some people are just say, well, as long as we keep one day in seven, you know? You know, it's funny how human beings can reason things, you know? Just as long as we keep one day in seven, doesn't matter. Does it matter what God says to us? If God makes a day holy, for instance, what right does the papacy or poor little human beings come along and change the day? What right do they have to do that? They don't have any right. They're actually spitting in God's face when they take the audacity to take something that He has given, something He has commanded His people to do to do and to be, and turn it around and give it to another day. But isn't it interesting too, what day they picked? You know, they didn't pick Wednesday or Thursday. Or... They picked the day of the sun, the pagan day. But there again, where did it come from? It came from the devil, so naturally they would pick the pagan day. And once again, when I say this, a lot of precious, precious Catholic people that don't know any better, and they worship, even a lot of Protestants worship on the pagan day, they don't understand, and God don't hold them accountable because they don't understand. I like a God like that, don't you? God is fair with us. He, he wants us to love and to serve Him and He doesn't force us and He doesn't give up on us because we don't understand something, right? So, He made a holy day. He set the day aside and He made it holy. Let's turn to... Uh, Exodus, the 31st chapter. Cover a couple of texts here. Exodus, the 31. And uh, we'll go between 12 and 17. And he said... Uh, Between 12 and 17, he said, And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbath you shall keep. 
Now you remember they just come out of Egypt. They couldn't keep the Sabbath there. The they were forced to work on the Sabbath. They were in captivity, but now they're free. And God brings a Sabbath to us. Surely my Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you or makes you holy. When we keep the Sabbath like we're supposed to keep it, we're we're showing and we're believing that God is making us holy, right? Because we belong to Him. You shall keep the Sabbath, verse 14, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. Now you've got to remember, back then, God's people were right there with Him. He was right over them. And if they deliberately sinned against Him, not just breaking the Sabbath and other things, they would face death. But the point I'm bringing out here too is that how serious it is. To break it. For whosoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. You shall, work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Have you ever heard anybody say, well, I can't afford to take off. I've got to work, you know? Let me ask you a question. It's like paying tithe, you know? Some people say, I can't afford to pay tithe. Truth is, you can't afford not to. <laughs> because God can bless you more. You think you're missing something by not working? God can bless you more if you honor His holy day or if you pay tithe than you would by doing it your way. What you're saying, you're, you're looking up at God and saying, hey, I don't really believe that you can take care of me. Whosoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall be put to death. Therefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the seventh day rested and was refreshed. And then some of these people don't want to keep it. They'll say, oh, well, that was just for the Israelites. That was just for them old Jews, you know. And they say, you Adventists are going back and trying to be like the old Jews. You know where the Jews goofed? It wasn't keeping the Sabbath. <laughs> they goofed in rejecting Jesus Christ. If you don't have Jesus, folks, it doesn't do any good to keep the Sabbath or anything else. That's where they blew it. So we're not trying to go back and be old Jewish. You know what? They were God's people that time. He was with them. And naturally he gave them his holy day to keep. Today are we still are we God's people or not? And he's given us the Sabbath. And there in Isaiah the fifty eighth chapter it says we we uh, were to build up the old waste places. And really think about it. That's exactly what we're doing. We're bringing back truths today as Adventists. We're bringing back truths that have been neglected. Truths that have been put aside. Truths that our people are not keeping. For instance, the state of the dead. Most people have 
the idea that as soon as you die, you go straight to heaven or straight to hell, and that you're down there roasting uh, your relative that never did serve the Lord and he died, you say, well, he's down there roasting now in hell. I would ask the question, well, where is that hell? People say, well, it's down in the middle of the earth, you know. It's ridiculous. You read in uh, the Bible, in the last book of the Bible, of the Old Testament Bible, and the fourth chapter there, it talks about them uh, being burned up. The earth been on fire. God's going to burn this sinful world up and cleanse it. And when he does, he's going to burn up all of the sinners too. He's not going to have sin or sinners that won't repent living out throughout eternity in the universe. Sure, he's let it go on now for about 6,000 years. I'm talking about sin because he wants to show the whole universe and all the angels that didn't fall how terrible sin is. Sin is a terrible thing, folks. Oh, we know that by experience, don't we? It's a horrible thing. And so God made a holy day for us so that we can become more holy as we get closer and closer to the love of Jesus. Now in Isaiah 58 too, it says, Call the Sabbath a delight. I'll have to admit that there's been times in my Christian experience that I didn't really look at it as much as I should have as a delight. And I've seen some Adventists you'd think for sure it wasn't a delight. When they come to church, you know, you stand up there, you're looking out over the audience, you know. And I know this one guy, Somerset, he would stay up to 3 o'clock, 3 or 4 o'clock every Friday night. I don't know what he's doing, but he'd stay up. Well, guess what? He wasn't there to hear the sermon that guy, or wasn't hearing things very good. He was fighting off being sleepy, right? But the Sabbath should be a delight. God wants it to be a delight, not a burden. (laughs) Hey, can we say that we delight ourselves in Jesus Christ because He's our Savior? Amen, right? We can delight in His Holy Sabbath because it's all about developing a more a delightful relationship with the lovely Jesus. What a God, what a Savior. Uh, God is so wonderful. In John the 14th chapter, verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. Now I've got a new, I've got the new English, uh, the new King James Version. And I get a little aggravated that sometimes they'll put commands instead of commandments. And uh, if you ever notice that, the real King James will say commandments. And uh, the devil will do anything in the world. And these modern guys that figured out this Bible, and, and really I've got one I'm using now. I just have overlooked a couple things like that. But if you love me, keep my commandments. Not just commands, because they are commands. Commandments. And so it's a love story. 
being obedient to Jesus, to God, is a love story. Isn't it? When we get to heaven, won't it be a love story throughout eternity? A lot of times I think about heaven. I talk to you about heaven quite a bit, but it's going to be a wonderful place from what little I can gather from reading the Holy Word, what a beautiful place it's going to be, but we we really don't know how good until we get there, how wonderful it's going to be. But I believe that God has made the world in the beginning for Adam and Eve to be a wonderful, delightful, happy blessed experience with him and his people and heaven will be the same way and the earth made new will be the same way we're told in the spirit of prophecy that even the new earth will be even prettier than the original earth i say what a god and what a savior jesus and god loves us they they want to save us they want us to have a relationship with them. The devil don't want us to have this relationship. He wants to sidetrack us in any way he can to keep us from being diligently in love with Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. God loves us. God loves us. You know, we are not only to tell them about the Sabbath which preached the whole three angels' messages. The world is dying to hear these messages. People are going to die every day without Jesus because they haven't heard the message. And as our dear brother Joseph here was saying, what a responsibility it is for us to witness to people. Uh, yeah, we need to serve God. We need to serve God. Three Angels' message warns about Antichrist's power forcing us to worship His way, His day. But we don't have to be that way. Think about it. Going back to the great Catholic Church, the papacy that changed the Sabbath. Do you know the Pope, when he is voted in as Pope, he becomes God according to them? Can you imagine? Poor little puny men voting somebody into an office and they become God. And, of course, they call him His Holiness. The only way that we are holy, folks, is because we have Jesus Christ. And we none of us should go around saying or telling people to call us holy, his holiness. That's not true, that's not right. You know, we have a lot of wars going on in the world now, some forty of them at a time. But the greatest war that we're facing and we're fighting is the war against the forces of evil, the devil and his angels, trying to turn us away from the Creator God, the Creator Jesus. So folks, let's keep on keeping the Sabbath. Let's call it a delight. <laughs> Let it be a delight. 
And when we talk to people about the Sabbath, tell them what a what it's really all about, how wonderful it is to bring us closer to God, closer to the lovely Jesus. It's not some old ancient Jewish day that's against us, like the devil has got so many people in the world believing. No, the Sabbath is a precious, precious experience, a holy experience that we have with God and the lovely Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank You for Your many blessings. We thank You for the Sabbath. We thank You for that relationship we can keep developing with Thee, with the lovely Jesus. Just help each one of us draw closer and closer to You and to witness and be ready and finish the work so we can go home and live forever and ever. And we praise You for it in Jesus' wonderful, wonderful name. Amen. Amen.